getting to grabs with. There we go. Now we're recording. Uh, how have you been, my friend? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been all right. How about you, sir? Yeah, yeah, no, it's been all right. Uh, we always do this. Like, like something catastrophic could have happened and we'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm great. <laughs> Every time we speak to each other. Um, yeah, no, it's just been crazy, crazy busy. Um, yeah. Put it this way, I've just had a shave. That's how <gasps> busy I've been. Like, I'm just all over the place today because um, I slept in a little bit this morning and that was a bad idea. Uh, so yeah. it kind of knocked my entire day out of whack. But um, yeah, it's just a crazy mix of working, studying and gym. And as I say, you know, I just got home and had a chance to shave and a chance to eat. <laughs> yeah, I prioritize shaving over eating before I... Wow. Um, yeah, because it was annoying me. Um, are you the same Ben? I know, right? Wow. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, uh, what have you been up to today? Last few weeks, it's been a while since we. Recorded. I went to the. Uh, yeah, it has been a while. Uh, I went to the cinema for the first time in like three years. I think. Ooh, what was it like? Was it weird? Was are they still doing like distancing? I have no idea. I've been back yet. Well, <laughs> I was the only person in the uh, room. So, oh, right. awesome. What did you go and see? Spiral. Oh, from Book of Saw. Yes, I watched that. Get it? Yeah. Like two days ago. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like a full theater screen. It's what they call studios. So it was like five rows of people. Oh, awesome. Um, but yeah, I was the only one in there. And I liked it a lot more than Jigsaw. I didn't. I think the last Saw I. God. The last Saw I saw. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was like Saw 3, I want to say. Saw 4. Okay. Um, so before it really started going downhill. Um, yeah, yeah. And down. what's good about it, Spiral, is you don't have to have seen like any of them to see no, this film. No, like it barely references. I'm sure there's probably quite a lot of Easter eggs for fans of the series, but like they basically uh, oh yeah, remember that Saw killer? It's probably a, a copycat <laughs> of that guy. Yeah, the only Easter eggs there were that I could see were when they were doing like the meeting rooms where they had the pictures all over the walls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they'd have locations and stuff. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, they've been there. Ha, ha, ha. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So I went and saw that. That was cool because, you know, being in a theater on your own is always great. What would you give it out of 10? Give it your star rating. Ooh, five, five or whatever. It's tricky. It's tricky because I've seen all the films and I'm like sort of like a sore buff. Uh, really? I, I don't think it was. I like what it was going for, but I don't think it achieved what it was going for. I think they were going for a seven vibe. Yeah, I, I like I say, I haven't seen the most recent Saw films, but it kind of felt more like a detective film than uh, which I like. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 which I like as well. Um, because the first one's not really a horror film, is it? It's more like a crime thriller. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I like that angle they were going with. But the end, the pacing was off. Um, yeah. It felt like it was always going at 100 miles an hour, needed to slow down in places. Oh, it's absolutely. Like it was like, oh, this person's gone missing. Oh, no, this has shown up. Oh, now this person's gone missing. And then there's the... Yeah. And even when they try to have quiet moments, it's interrupted by arguments. Yeah. 
and the police are always yelling at each other. Yes, yes. And it's like, you know, when they're solving a crime, it doesn't help when everyone, like every other word is, <laughs> fuck you! Damn it, um, Johansson, get in here! Yeah, and it's like, I've got the mayor breathing down my neck, boys. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. And it's just, uh, yeah, six out of ten, I think. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's worth seeing. Um, Especially I if you like, haven't been to the movies for a while, it probably makes it even better. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots of good ideas. It could have used a bit, maybe a different director. The director they had sort of notorious for never wanting to stop and wanting to rush. Um, yeah, uh, apart from that, I had a one-to-one with a Mr. Lance Storm. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, how did that go? That was good. Um, it was supposed to be an hour, and we went like an hour and 40. Oh, amazing. And he's yeah. going to charge you extra. I know. Um, he, was just, he was just like, you're my only one today. So, oh, you know. your special treatment. How, what was he like? Was he, I don't know, Super stoic, nice. like his... Uh, and like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, really, you could set your watch to his haircut, basically. Um, yeah, um, he sort of had that about him, but he was sort of lax. Like, he was sort of like, he's just woke up. He's just had a cup of tea. He's ready to chill out and watch some wrestling. I saw the, the picture you sent me, and he's got the ring in, like behind him. <laughs> it's, that's amazing. I was expecting him to do it like his bedroom or whatever. But um, um, it's awesome that he actually like sits down in front of the ring and. It's very serious. Oh, no, that's a green screen. <laughs> oh, it's a green screen. Oh. Yeah, no. Well, even then, he's gone to the effort at least to put up a green screen rather than. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so I sent him the match on a Friday. He sent me 2,600 words the Saturday night. Jeez. Yeah. And then we arranged to talk on the Monday. Um, so I messaged him on the Sunday to say, like, cool, what can we do? And he was like, yeah, let's talk Monday. And yeah, we sort of chatted for a bit. Um, he, then we watched the match together. And it was like picking apart piece by piece, going over like every little detail um, wow. about why doing this, why doing that, why this works, why it might not work. And yeah, it was, and then I got to ask questions afterwards. Did he absolutely um, tear it apart or was he a, a, an Aiden Taylor fan? Um, he was like... You're doing all the right things, just not in the best way possible. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah, like, I expected him to be a complete hard ass, and you know, be one of those uh, like trainers who's pretty much you know impossible to impress. And when he does, like, does give you like little tiny nuggets of positivity, you have to, <laughs> you have to gather them up and and you know sustain yourself on them. But. Um, it- kind of was like that but he, he was putting positive twists on things so like yeah it was interesting like just little things that we were doing and didn't think about and yeah um kind of made me just go oh man i want to redo the whole match now but um yeah but that gives yeah. you you know fire burning for your next match and you can take the the points that he's made and apply them instantly to your, to your next match you know? um, yeah and it's like little things like just walking around the ring like I'd do a body slam and rather than look at the opponent, I'd look at the crowd and walk towards them. And he was like, don't do that because the crowd aren't making noise. Wait for them to make noise and react to their noise as opposed to like telling them what to do kind of thing. Mm. Um, so like little points like that. And then he'd bring up points that the baby face could be doing 
to improve it and so he sort of like helped like if i wanted to be a baby face things i could look out for and things like that i, I do kind of feel like you're inevitably going to turn baby face. you're always going to be just because your character you're always going to be fighting against the current of turning baby face because you're so fucking entertaining <laughs> um, you know it's it's the same problem that um like a lot of heels with a lot of character have like mm-hmm. i don't know you're gonna hate me for making this comparison but uh like santino oh I no i love he, santino yeah but you think he if he well i think you did he ever turn back heel after his first no He'll run, um, and you know he gradually, because it was so entertaining, gradually became a beloved face and one of the most over faces uh, they've had in recent memory. Um, mm-hmm. But like I say, he'd be very difficult to turn back heel now, because um, even if he did turn heel, people would just laugh at him and be entertained by him and cheer with him. Um, and I think yeah. you're probably going to have the same the same struggle because of uh, <laughs> your character. Um, and and you're so charismatic, you'll you'll always be struggling against that. Um, what was my original point, Roman? Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, Lance was saying that if you wanted to turn face, yeah. there's things to to do. So, um, yeah, um, I, I really recommend like his virtual training thing. Um, he's doing group ones now for like forty dollars. Bargain, especially if you split the uh, the bill as well. Yeah, like he's doing a uh, tag team one specifically in a couple of weeks, so it's like forty dollars. Uh, he talks for I don't know how long about tag team stuff, and then you get to ask questions. Which... Absolute bargain! Like even if you're not like a specific tag team, if you've had a tag team match, mm-hmm. um, just like split the bill with the other guy, and damn it, yeah, that's definitely worth it. That's a bargain. Yeah, and he's a guy that you know. People forget like how many championships he's won as a tag team wrestler. He holds pinfall victories over The Rock. I'm pretty sure more than one. He does. He does. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a match with him versus The Rock from 2001 before I had talked with him. Yeah. And it's so weird watching The Rock in 2001 wrestle. I don't know if you've gone back and watched any of his stuff. So this would be the when he was like feuding with unknown like Booker T maybe. Yes, he just After won the invasion. WC- yeah, yeah. Uh, Lance Storm wrestled him for the WCW Championship on Raw, which is the match that I watched. Um, but, but you're watching it, and you're like, wow, that's movie star The Rock wrestling. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't see him as a wrestler that's gone into acting now. I see The Rock as. Have you ever come across people who had no idea that he used to be a wrestler? Yeah, come across a few people that. Completely unaware. Um, yeah, uh, I really recommend. Like, if you've got a match that you want him to review, I highly recommend emailing him because I say just all the little things you can learn from him that you just, you know, don't think about. I'm surprised more wrestlers haven't, you know, especially with the pandemic, haven't uh, taken that opportunity. You know, obviously mm-hmm. people aren't able to train in the ring. You know, I imagine experienced wrestlers could make some. Some tidy bucks uh, offering yeah. online training, but uh, other than Lance, and I'm sure there might be a couple of others. I think so maybe Al Snow was offering it. Okay. Um, yeah, you'd think other like I know Devon has a wrestling school in Florida. You'd expect him to do that, maybe. 
But uh, yeah. uh, any other fun things he mentioned or comical things uh, you joked about with him? One of his family members is actually from Portsmouth. Really? Yeah, he was like, where's this match taking place? And I was like, Portsmouth. And he was like, oh, I have a so-and-so there. He's from there. And I was like, huh. It's a small Absolutely. world. After. <laughs> uh, coincidence, yeah. uh, one of my friends from back in Guernsey um, mm -hmm. also trained at Lance Storm's school. Uh, oh, wow. Literally. He traveled to Canada and did a few, uh, I don't know if it was weeks or maybe a month or two. It's probably Lance months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said a quite a one. lot of um, successes as well. Yeah. Uh, one of her, a, fe I think a female wrestler came from his school. His Peyton Royce. She's very sure. Yeah. Tyler Breeze. Yeah. yeah uh... Uh, oh, did you see the uh, really cool GCW thing from last night? Oh, uh, with Zack Ryder? Yeah. Did you see it? I saw the reveal. Um, I saw him. Yeah. Okay, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. but uh, <laughs> We've given the spoiler <laughs> away. And basically, like, dressed up as a spooky ghost. And then um, he gives the, uh, what, what do you call it, double on DDT. Everybody's yeah, expecting so... Moxley, I think. And... Yeah, because they've been feuding. Yeah. They've teased it several times in GCW. So everyone's like, oh, he's got to come back. So, yeah, he starts doing the shoulder strutting as well. And um, everyone's like, oh, no, it's Moxley. He's in the ring. Yay. And then he reveals the hood. It's Matt, <laughs> it's Matt Zach, Cordona, yeah. Zack Ryder. And the crowd just go, yeah, yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this WWE guy? <laughs> boo. The last person we want. Um. And there's this photo I have on my phone right now of this lady just f in his face, flipping him off, and he's like smiling. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, what else has happened in the wrestling world recently? Oh, uh, um, Dark Side of the Ring's been going on. Yeah, I haven't watched any recent ones. The most recent one Ooh. I watched was. Oh, crap, what was the most recent so, one I watched? Uh, oh, um, Nick, Nick. Uh, Nick Gage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Which was all right. Um, it didn't seem like he learned anything from his experiences as a deathmatch wrestler. Um, he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to do crazy stuff on deathmatch and oh, it's really hitting my body really hard. And then I went to prison and then I came back and pretty much did the same thing. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was cool that they got David Arquette in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It tied into his. Uh, you cannot kill David Arquette move, mm -hmm. which I still recommend. Uh, anybody has a chance to watch that. Uh, so really good. You haven't seen the Collision in Korea one yet? No. Um, that is the one I'm actually interested in. I know they had one on Grizzly. Yes. Grizzly Smith, Jake Smith, mm -hmm. Robert's father, uh, which yep. I'm not really interested in watching. Which sounds traumatic as fuck. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, um, a lot of these are like stories I also kind of like know about, like, uh, like a lot of stuff. Plane right from hell, gone over. Yeah, like plane right from hell has been gone over by so much at this point. I'm like, yeah, not really. Are they really going to give any information on it? Just going to be yeah. wrestlers like 
reiterating what they've already said in people's autobiographies and um but yeah is there anything in pollution of korea that was interesting or weren't aware of um i didn't realize like, how few westerners had actually been to north korea at the time that they went hmm. like i think they say something like they were the seventh group of people from outside to go in wow like um, in the history of North Whoa. Korea, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, the Muhammad Ali stuff was interesting as well because um, he he flew over with them. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know he did magic. <laughs> magic trick. Yeah, so they have footage of them, uh, all the WCW guys, in this airport in Tokyo, and they're all just hanging out. And Muhammad Ali walks over, and he's like, "Hey, Muhammad Ali, you want to see a magic trick?" And he just pulls out a bunch of stuff and starts doing magic tricks. And there's just footage of it. And I'm like, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Would, would you uh, go to Korea if the opportunity was like, like tomorrow? Like uh, Andy <laughs> said, all right, uh, Kim Jong-il is... Kim Jong-il, who's in charge now? I can't remember. What uh, Kim Jong-sun. Kim Jong-sun has offered you, uh, right, uh, basically... 600 grand to go to Korea and put on a series of shows. Oh, I'll go for wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, I won't take my phone or anything with me because I'm not crazy, but yeah, I'd do that. Um, okay. uh, probably confiscate it, I imagine, <laughs> where you land. Yeah. Uh, along yeah. with your passport as well, I would imagine. Uh, uh, if I got to wrestle in North Korea, yeah, because like, how many people can say they've done that? Um, oh, so you wouldn't even put like a. a money amount on it it'd just be like okay if it I mean, was 500 quid and a cheese sandwich i mean for the experience to say that yeah i mean i'd like to get paid more because you know but you know yeah i wouldn't yes. go there on my holidays to be honest yeah i probably <laughs> would as well and imagine as silly as it sounds it's probably quite safe because if they did withhold you, it would probably become an international incident. And I don't think yeah. North Korea's got really that kind of sway to uh, do that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. Have you ever watched the show, the Collision in Korea show? I didn't realise there was full footage of it. Yeah, yeah, there have been for like a while, but never officially. Like WWE, I don't think, will post it, but... Um... So did they actually record it for a show, or was it just house show? Yeah. Because I thought it was, oh, okay, I thought it was just like a house show. It was two days, and I think the total attendance was something like 290,000. Um, yeah, the matches are available online. Um, they're not in the correct order as they were live, because I believe they've been like slightly edited. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, because like, the crowd do nothing the whole time. Until oh, they probably don't even know what they're looking at because it was like <laughs> attendance was mandatory. That's why the uh, yes. the attendance was so high. It's good, like basically mm -hmm. forced at gunpoint to this wrestling <laughs> show. Um, see, that's how we could really draw in the fans in <laughs> mandatory shows. Yeah, was, you know, guns, communism, and guns. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like no one cares about anything. Like uh, I think when you look it up. The first match is like two cold Scorpio versus uh, Benoit. I love that that's the first match that's ever taken place in Korea. Yeah. Well, I assume it's the first ever pro wrestling match in Korea is 
Two Cold Scorpio versus Chris Bloody Benoit. And they do like all these high spots and really impressive stuff, and there's just nothing. Yeah. Uh, I bet until, like, Two Cold Scorpio does like a 450 splash and just like <laughs> nothing. Uh, why do you flip? Why can't he just jump? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's worth watching. And the Dark Side of the Ring thing uh, is worth watching as well. Awesome. Uh, did you see the big amount of people who were let go last week with more to come this week, apparently? Yeah. Um, I hear they're like, they've told people to keep their phones on or something. Oh my God, that must be terrifying. Yeah, because apparently some people had their phones off. Oh, so they couldn't read. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, well, they can't fire me if I don't answer the phone. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Oh. It's, it, people are talking about how they're trying to sell the company to like Amazon or Disney or something. Yeah. There are rumors. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I don't well, know. They say it's budget cuts, but it just seems crazy because every time they no. say budget cuts, but like, it feels like every year they announce brand new higher profits than ever. And yeah, they make a record ever. profits. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. But I understand at the same time, if you're not going to use somebody, you know, you're not going to want to pay them, but maybe, maybe give them a, a pay cut rather than kick them out on their ass or you well, know, renegotiate their contract. If it was budget cuts, why didn't they just fire some of the people who weren't being used or some of the people in developmental? Why did it? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I was told that um, Alistair Black had just re debuted the yeah, week yeah. he got let go. Yeah. Okay. They'd spent loads of t- like, time with video vignettes and changing his character. Yeah. Um, uh, Braun Strowman yeah. had like main evented a month ago, I think. I mean, he. The last WrestleMania, he beat Goldberg for the title. So <laughs> someone told me that a couple of days ago, and I, didn't, I was like, That's cool. <laughs> "This is crazy." Um, mm. um, yeah, there's definitely something more behind it, but I don't know enough about corporate, like how the corporations sell themselves. Um, well, there's yeah. the other rumor as well. They're going to start working with New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Which I um, really hope is not true. <laughs> I can't imagine how that would work. Um, I, you know, reason they, what I say I hope it's not true is because that might affect New Japan wrestlers coming over here. Yep. Yeah. Well, the rumor I had was that it was just North America specifically. But even then, like if you're doing something like that, you can't have Rev Pro guys going and just beating some people. Um, but yeah, I just don't know how that would work. Um, would they just send, I don't know, the Miz to the Tokyo Dome? <laughs> or would they have Minoru Suzuki go over and wrestle Sheamus? Well, well they can't send the Miz because the Miz got eaten by zombies. I don't know if you know at the last pay-per-view. So. Yeah. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah, they did a for what movie? The Batista film, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, which I've seen and is actually okay. Um, <laughs> it's a Zack Snyder zombie film. Like people are going in expecting it to be incredible, and they're like, "No, it wasn't very good." It's like, temper your expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, Six out of ten, by the way. <laughs> it's the spiral of zombie movies. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. Yes. It's been a while since I've watched a good zombie movie. 
Oh, I did watch a good one recently. Um, yeah. I'm not going to be able to remember what it was. It's hard. I, I can't see a movie topping Train to Busan. Yeah. That is peak zombie. There's one, one with Martin Freeman in it. I'm going to Google it. Uh, sorry, what were we uh, talking about other than... Oh, New Japan. Oh. Yeah. God, um, so many on this I know this is not going to be a wrestling podcast, is it? Um, did you have a topic for this episode, by the way? Because no, I don't put it together in like nine seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. Martin Freeman, zombie cargo. It's called 2017. Cargo. Yes, small independent zombie film, uh, and it's great. Okay. Uh, it's on Netflix. By looks things, everybody check it out. Cool. I will check that out if I can. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else happened? Uh, the pandemic is might be ending. Maybe lockdown. Maybe yep. news. Uh, I'm getting my jab in a couple of days. Uh, mine's booked for sometime next week. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, I have an ultrasound on my neck on Thursday as well. Oh, crap. Yeah, I saw you posted uh, on Instagram. Uh, I love really do. They've done this before. <laughs> like, uh, the doctor doesn't know what's wrong with my neck, and they do a super <laughs> cut of you, like, being dropped on your head. It's <laughs> 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 no really wrestling match. Yeah, oh. it's always weird when I go to the doctor, and I'm like, I've got pain in my neck, and they go, well, how do you do anything unusual? And I'm like, that's not unusual to me. You have to explain yeah. professional wrestling to them. Oh, yeah. Did you say, oh, I wrestle? Yeah, yeah, they're going to be completely clueless as to what kind of impact that's going to have on your body. Yeah, and they're like, oh, do you mean Olympic or amateur? And I'm like, like the, the rock. Um, but my current physical therapist has no clue about anything. Like, I said, like the rock, and she was like, like the who? And wow. I was like, oh, yeah, like doesn't know WWE, doesn't know anything. So it's like, in a way, I'm glad because you don't get a bunch of questions. Um, But on the other hand, it's like, well, I was doing this move and then I got dropped on my neck and my shoulder at the same time. So that's probably why it hurts. And they're like, oh, okay. So yeah, they've done the x-rays, can't find anything. So now they're going to do an ultrasound. So hooray, guys. So they haven't like, they can't even give you a suspicion of what they think it might be. No, because I've been doing rehab for the past four months and uh, went back to training. First couple of weeks, everything was fine. But then all of a sudden, I just started getting the same pain again. So, yeah, yeah. They think it could be that because I have two vertebrae that are fused together, my muscles uh, aren't long enough and need to compensate. Wait a minute. You have two vertebrae that's moving. I never knew this. Oh, yeah. So um, my C2 and C3 vertebrae are fused together. Um, Why? <laughs> I don't know. Some some abnormal... Like I literally didn't know until December, November. Um, apparently it happened years ago. I also fractured my neck at one point and didn't know two years ago. Okay, so first of all, I thought neck fusion was a sort of surgery you had, but this is like... Um, so... Yeah, I don't know if like <laughs> I broke my neck as a kid and they healed together. Oh, maybe. Um, but that's the only thing they can think of because it's weird. Like I have the x-ray and you can see the side of my neck and you can see the gaps in between all the vertebrae. But then at the top, 
there's just two that are stuck together with no mm. gap and they're like yeah was there any like thing in your childhood like falling off the climbing frame that you can remember no what? the only thing that ever happened to me of that nature was uh, me and my brother watched gladiators and we're like yeah let's do jewel and uh we knocked each other off the sofa and i went through a coffee table and broke my leg or do you take a head bump through that? <laughs> i don't know full on um... new japan <laughs> uh... no like cactus jack like oh let's me bump on my back neck first oh that's another good do- i watched the uh a and e a and e documentary on yes that just came out uh, all right week. uh yeah really good but again no real new information if you've ever seen any of the WWE mm-hmm. documentaries on McFoley or Ray's yeah. autobiography. It's kind of pretty much just a summary of his entire autobiography. It's still very good. Uh, yeah, sorry. yeah, they seem to be. No, it's cool. But, um, yeah, they were also like, oh, by the way, and they pointed at a thing. They were like, this is a fracture <clears throat> that happened about two years ago that's just healed on your own, on its own. When? How did you do that? And I was like, huh. That could be a number of things. Yeah, I was just going through, like, it could be the time I got clotheslined in the side of the head. Um, could be the time I did a runner and landed wrong. Could be the time I took a power driver. Could be this. Could be. And it's just like, yeah, I just never knew. So that's uh, I've had a fractured nose, I fractured both wrists, I've torn my right rotator, slightly torn my left rotator, and I fractured my neck. You haven't even. You're not even in Japan yet. Jesus Christ. I know. I haven't even main evented the Buckland Dome, and this yeah. is happening. So and, yeah, uh, you and old Osprey. Be- because oh, yeah. um, <laughs> we're on the same level <laughs> yeah you go. Uh, yeah i take it you've heard about him having to oh yeah they, they yeah um so new japan's dominion was today as well to let people know what day this has been recorded um so his vacant title has been won by someone at this point oh really i didn't know that i thought it got postponed the event no no, I. Uh, it was a road to show. So, um, oh, okay. uh, Okada, Desperado, and someone else all had COVID, but they've both been isolating for X number of days, and oh, okay, uh, okay. they both actually wrestled today, so they're in the clear. Um, yeah, they've been doing their show. The only thing is, the show's going on. Fans still can't chant, so it's just claps only. Isn't that <laughs> dissimilar from a lot of? Um... Japanese crowd, well, they're always notoriously quiet. um... (laughs) Until uh, the end of one of the matches where someone won a shock victory and the crowd just went, whoa! It was great. And they all group apologised for breaking (laughs) the silence. Yeah. um... You can never do that with any other fans in any other nation. Only in Japan would that work. People Uh... actually obey that. Yeah, because even at golf over here, people still go, yeah, when stuff happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. How do we get? Oh, yeah. Ospreys. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's actually said what he's done to his neck yet, but something's happened to it. It could um, just be wear and tear. Of the, I don't know. Did you oh, ever yeah. see that uh, apron bump he did? Mm-hmm. I want to say he did a. Or somebody did a special Spanish, Spanish fly to him. Sakura Genesis twenty seventeen. I think it was. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. One of the most sickening neck bumps I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. On the that hardest like... part of the ring, Aiden. <laughs> That's like halfway through the match as well, so he still had the rest to go. Yeah. Um, did you watch uh, AEW's pay-per-view where they had an actual crowd now? Yes, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, one yeah. of the very few pay-per-views where I 
I'm pretty sure I watched every match of it. Did you watch the pre-show match as well? Mm, no, I did not. Although it's I've been told it's like, really, really good. Yeah, it the was match, it the women's match, much... especially. Yeah, Serena Deeb versus Riho. Yeah, was possibly the best pre-show match I've ever seen ever. Wow! It, it was like they were wrestling like they were main eventing, um, and it was awesome. So I highly recommend that. But the whole show, yeah, was it's different. It's amazing what a crowd can do. Definitely, they were just hot the entire night, and they never really calmed down. Um, yeah. And as I say, that kind of bumped up every like. I was speaking to to Andy about it last um, or on Saturday, and I just felt like none none of the matches were incredible, but they were all elevated just because of the energy of the crowd. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, what were your highlights of the show? I mean, the tag match was amazing. Uh, uh, this would be Moxley. Oh, the, yeah. Kingston. Yeah. Kingston, uh, Kingston. Yeah, Kingston's just fantastic. Um, yeah, apparently uh, the entrance was great. And he didn't realize just how over he was with fans because I, <laughs> I think you might have been there for one show where they had a crowd. But... No, he's been there the whole time. With uh, He debuted and all that with no crowd. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, but, I, think, uh, I think I remember reading he was shocked at, at how much reaction they had for him. Okay. Um, yeah, I watched him last February wrestle at Rev Pro, and it's just weird to see him doing that now. Yeah. Um, he wrestled Mad Kurt. Yeah. And then Tony Khan probably saw that match and went, oh, we have to hire that guy. So they hired the wrong one. Kingston. <laughs> 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 Uh, the keyboard, um, keyboard would definitely get over in the States. Oh, easily, yeah. Um, that whole gimmick would get over in the States. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it has to be. I'm, I, I'm a big tag team wrestling fan. So um, that's always... A tag team match is always going to be a highlight for me as opposed to a singles match. What do you think of the Sting tag team match? Better than I expected. Yep, that was my reaction as well. I was like, ooh, this could be bad. Because like, I, I absolutely loved the cinematic match they did with Sting. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, you're going to ruin it now. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, he was in there with some great hands, though. So uh, it wasn't yeah. like he was wrestling like Triple H, like 49-year-old Triple H, whatever. <laughs> well, I have to take a point away for him not coming out to the surface Sting music. Ugh. Um, I really like the finish of that match as well. Pretty much the first time I've ever seen a Scorpion death drop out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scorpio Sky springboarded in and went for a springboard in cutter, and that kind of puts you in a perfect position to be yep. uh, Scorpion death drop. So Sting didn't have to do a lot, but it still looked awesome. And... Oh, the timing on his end still had to be, as for someone his age as well. Yeah. Um, um, have you ever heard the story of when Andy got to ask Sting a question? No. So they were doing one of those like Q&A things. Yeah. And uh, Andy was hosting, I think, and he wanted to ask about Sting versus the um, the Paul Heyman's da- uh, Paulie's Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. And uh, who was in that again? Dangerous There's Heyman. been many iterations, haven't there? So this would have been, was it WCW Halloween Havoc? Uh, 
his uh it was like a bunch of really famous wrestlers i think including there was like rick rude steve austin arn anderson all these guys in this match and uh you know really famously wrestled sting and andy asked sting about it and sting just went the what <laughs> wait didn't he, even recognize the term dangerous alliance he is one of those guys he does not try to remember he is not a um chris jericho who wrote down every match he was ever in oh, this would be me like but only after like 10 matches weasels the who like at least he's got the defense of having like a pretty 40-year career um yeah i've had that moment as well when i met colt cabana i don't know if i've shared this story when i got my dvd uh-huh. signed so uh, when I was in, I went to, there's a shop in Japan called Tadouken, which yeah. is like a museum for pro wrestling, but you can buy the stuff. And they had a section of just old Ring of Honor DVDs. And I spent ages there looking through them all. And one of them was Gut Check 2006. Main event was Daniel uh, Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana in a two, two out of three falls match. And I was like, oh, man, this looks awesome. But the only copy they had was signed by Colt Cabana. And I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to buy something pre-signed, you know. I'd rather get it signed in person. Yeah. And then I found a second copy that wasn't signed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy this. So I bought it. And about six months later, he was, Colt Cabana was making an appearance at Portsmouth Guildhall. So I was like, cool, I'll take my DVD and get it signed. And the match was amazing. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's a perfect two out of three falls match that goes an hour and something, I think. Where basically, if Colt Cabana loses, he can never challenge for the belt again. And oh, Daniel Bryan, it's really good, yeah. And um, uh, Colt, uh, spoilers for it, but Colt Cabana gets an early fall. Daniel Bryan, there's a time limit as well, so. He's trying to hold back, try not to get caught. Daniel Bryan is then trying to chase him. He gets a pin, so it's one each. And then it turns into Colt Cabana trying to pin Daniel Bryan while Daniel Bryan's being a shitty, cowardly heel. Mm-hmm. It's just the greatest match. So I take it to Colt Cabana at this show. I'm like, hey, I'm a big fan, blah, blah, blah. I love this DVD. You're matching this. Can you sign it for me? And he looked at the DVD cover and he went, I don't remember this match at all. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Oh, it's really good. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, just watch it, Cole. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he had no recollection of this match. But to me, it's my favorite Colt Cabana match, and I just find it so interesting. Um, but you've got to imagine, like, what Colt Cabana's, yeah. especially a journeyman mm-hmm. wrestler like him, who wrestle any show he can, every show he can, Yes, you know, four or five days a week on Indies. Um God, what, how many matches do you reckon he's had in his career? Out? Um, 3,000 maybe? Maybe, yeah, because he used to do the um, camp show loops here where he'd do like four a day. There you go. Um, so that was like a big, uh, not a revelation maybe, but yeah, that sort of, you just learn that to some people, to you it's your favourite match, but to them it was like a Tuesday. Yeah, just another day at work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, how are we going to that? Oh, yeah. Uh, double or nothing. Anything else that on the card that uh, you thought was good? Um, 
No, I just think it was what, like, all AEW shows, all the matches have different stories. Lead. Like, it's just really, yeah, they're just great shows. Even if, like, there's one or two bad things, I'm never like, ugh, because, you know, they could always change it around. I would just like to see the best friends in it more because they're my favorite. Yeah. Um, How about yourself? I'm trying to think there was one other big highlight. Uh, I really like the Brian Cage match. Yes. Um, but, you know, I'm a huge fan of anything he does. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, the match order was a bit all over the place. I don't think they should have ended it with Stadium Stampede. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's like, do you end it with, like, hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't like the ending of the world title match either, so that probably wouldn't have been a good end either. Okay. Too, um, too much outside interference and uh, overbooking and shenanigans. I'd like, I'd like yeah. a nice clean finish, especially to my title matches. So. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm just glad it wasn't the whole so-and-so hits his finisher, X heel comes in, throws him out and steals the pin. Yeah, That's my most hated. I once went to a show where they had four three ways and they all had that finish. Yeah. And I was just like, how? Who, who booked this card? Yeah. Um, I, I did like the fact that he hit them. <laughs> he hit back with all of the title belts. <laughs> like one after another. Um, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors he might be challenging for uh, the NWA title as well, which would make an awesome addition to the collection, I think. But, yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Outlet's got some prestige behind it. Uh, yeah, was it uh, Nick Aldis still the champ? Yeah, closing in on a thousand days as a champ, apparently. He is a guy who looks like a champ. Yeah, he's got great physique yeah. and yeah, the look of a champion, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. Cool. Um, you been watching anything else? Um, Wrestling-wise... No, really. Like I said, I watched the Annie McFurley documentary, which was good, but uh, again, a lot of these documentaries, we, as people who have read like all the autobiographies, have been online a lot, read it, like so many of the stories we already know. It's just kind of like retelling it on the screen. Um, it's enjoyable, but it's not like, you know, must see television. Do you feel like they're making them not for us though, but for like people who oh, have watched wrestling to try? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like this, this Big Furley any documentary. He's like having to explain how he got into the industry and how a wrestling school works. So, okay, um, yeah. It's, um, you can definitely enjoy it as a wrestling fan, but it's more tailored towards the casual, casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing really in the documentary that I didn't already know, um, except that one of McFoley's kids has autism, I think. Okay. Um, which I wasn't aware of. Um, and he also likes to dress up as part of Christmas for kids in the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> I wasn't aware of that, um, which is nice. Um, didn't he do a book just about that, like him spending a year? Dressing up as Santa or something, or did I dream that? Well, I wasn't aware of that, but it, <laughs> it sounds like something he might do. Yeah. Um, 
I hope I didn't dream that because that would just be like what a waste of brain space that was. Um, I know he does stand up shows as well now. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Um, he always like gets a different wrestler to like join him as well as an opener. Who did he get in Portsmouth? I don't know if that was hmm. Sometimes like it's stand up guys, or it would just be like other wrestlers telling stories kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he sometimes has two as well. Like Brendan Burns toured with him once. Mm-hmm. Who um, I don't know if you've seen, but he's a very funny guy and a big wrestling fan. There's an infamous story of him uh, heckling the great Carly yeah. until he spoke English. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's Brendan Burns. Um, <laughs> what is... I've oh, seen that story have... on YouTube. I can't. It's going blank now. I want to say it's like Jake the Snake or something. Has he had Ziggler? I know Ziggler does some stand-up as well. Yeah, I think like he's his American one. Um, yeah, is he still wrestling? Off Ziggler. Yeah, he was tag team champion recently, I think. Okay, that's right. he used to be my favorite at one point. I think he's reached a point in his career where he's like, "Eh, I'm just doing it for the money now." And, uh, <laughs> oh. He's made quite a uh, a nice uh, retirement fund. When he was the show off Ziggler with AJ where he used to do handstands during a headlock oh my uh him and punk were like my two besties I could watch them all day and then when he won the heavyweight championship I still watch that every now and then just for just to hear that crowd reaction again oh yeah yeah he's like people like make fun of Dolph Ziggler but he's had an incredible career yeah Um, started off in the spirit squad yeah um, and you can look at the Spirit Squad and mm-hmm. the rest of them. Oh, there was one who did okay-ish. He was also Chavo Guerrero's uh, caddy. Oh, yeah. So when Kerwin Kerwin White. White. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's awesome. Like, uh, like Batista was Devon Dudley's bodyguard for a bit. He was Deacon, Deacon Batista. Batista. Yeah, carrying yeah. around the, uh, the donation box. I remember when he debuted with that, and I was like, "This guy's the next Kane." Yeah, he um, had a great look. He had an yeah, incredible yeah. look. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw him as uh, I want to say Oblivion, but his name was Oblivion. Oh, I know what you mean. When he was in Leviathan, oh, yeah, Leviathan, yeah, yeah, he had like Those, chain, oh, chain around his neck, and uh, mm-hmm. he had all uh, in his eyes, uh, contact lenses, and he looked like really monstrous and scary. Um, yeah, those OVW shows are really underrated. Well, this is back when they had like uh, really young John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Randy ben- Benjamin, Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like, yeah, that's, so, that's crazy. Would you say that's kind of like the strangest like debut for somebody who's going on to be really huge? Um. Easter's? Like first debut, what did Kane debut as? Because he's had so many different gimmicks. Um, was it Yankum that he debuted? No. That? Oh, in WWF, do you mean? Mm. Um, I think it was Fake Diesel. No, no, sorry. Yes, he was Yankum. Then he was Fake Diesel. Then he was oh, okay. Kane. Because yeah. Kane was like his last one. But he debuted in like some Texas territory as the Christmas creature. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, if you're talking about just straight up WWE debuts, maybe. But like, he wasn't anything wacky. He was just sort of there, and then it was a very small part before he. Yeah, to, 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 um... to pick up to what he became. Um, trying to think of like like small yeah. roles that just became huge. Oh, like there's so many like extra bits you could look at, like CM Punk at WrestleMania as one of the gangsters for John Cena. Yeah, um, I um, love how he used that in one of his promos many years later, where like, I was hanging onto the side of your car at WrestleMania, and I told myself one day it will be you going down to CM Punk <laughs> at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you can like look, look at the extra band traffic, like people who actually debuted in the ring and then debuted later on as a different character. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. There's like the ruthless aggression era where loads of guys would just debut and then be gone in a week. Yeah. Like, um, what was it? The White Undertaker. Mordecai. Mordecai. Uh, yeah, he, I remember. He did have a pay-per-view match against uh, Bob Holly. Uh, and that was I was hyped for that gimmick. The beginning of the end. We all were. And, uh, were you? Yeah. Okay. I was hyped. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah. So I was, was like, when gimmicks weren't really in the SD. Attitude, uh, ruthless aggression era. We didn't really have that many gimmicks. You had a lot of Garrison Cades and <laughs> Mark Jindrax and dudes who didn't really have larger yep. life gimmicks. Oh, they were just going on like, who's the next big dude? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, this is when Randy Orton, as Randy Orton, like before, the <laughs> like perfect example right there. What was his name? What was his moniker when he first came in, Randy Orton? Did have something like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to say the rookie. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton. And I mean, I'm the... pretty sure he was using the overdrive as his finisher. So yeah. it would have been something that, I mean, that just goes to show you. Yeah. And he did like the O thing with his arms because oh, everything yeah. was about the O. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so in a. OVW, he debuted wrestling Rico Constantino and the prototype, also known as John Cena. Cena yeah. uh, what did he debut under? Was he just Randy Orton? And he did the crossbody as a finish. Yeah, yeah, he used that crossbody again. Yeah, nice crossbody as well, but he used his finish was uh, yeah. okay, apparently for something else. Didn't have a moniker. Okay. Yeah, um, how'd we get into that? Yeah, so you got that. There's Devil's Advocate. That was great. Such a good gimmick. Yeah. I don't know how you turn that into a wrestler. Mm, but no, it's pretty much pretty much gotta be used then. Well, you could use it in different feuds, I guess. Like, yeah, I but it seems like, like more of a manager thing to I will talk your way into things. Yeah. Um and then they, yeah. they paired him with Roddy Piper. Uh like, oh, you're, you're really good at promos and speaking. We should pair you with another, like a guy who's like the best in the history of promos and speaking. <laughs> and they so. did as well in the ruthless aggression. Just bring back random dudes. Like Tatonka came back, and yeah, he had a nice Matt Hardy, yeah. and then turned heel on Matt Hardy. Yeah, um, yeah. Rico yeah. Constantino was a yeah. The ruthless uh, aggression was a weird era. God, who was the baby kicker? Snitsky. Oh, Snitsky. There, there's a guy who 
who had an inch and took a mile is yeah because I think he was just supposed to be for that match where Kane fell on Lita and intercepted some of the worst storyline in history. Kane fell on Lita and caused her to <laughs> abort the baby. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was just supposed to be for that one match, but Vince McMahon liked him and they called yep. him up from developmental full time. And <gasps> okay, I thought of someone, someone who's good but had a really weird beginning in WWE. Go on. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, Luke Gallows. Oh, yeah. He it's... debuted as fake Kane. Oh, I was going to say a scene punk disciple, but yeah, you're right. He was. Uh... I don't. How is that supposed to end? Was that uh, did that I... come from? No, they were Cena okay. At that point, or... no. Uh, what I've heard is Kane was actually thinking about retiring, so they were like, "Oh, if this guy wins, we'll just have him as a master Kane." I, I don't yeah, know if that's I swear true. I heard he was supposed to be maybe the third brother of destruction as well. <laughs> I want to meet Luke and ask him that. Um, I swear I've heard him say that they were considering like him being unmasked, and it was like, oh, it's, it's Kane and Undertaker's other brother. The, I have heard younger, that rumor before. One. Um, yeah, because Kane lost that match, and then the next week he just came back, beat up the fake Kane, and threw him out the building. He was like, yeah, I'll be taking that back. Yeah. And, uh, next thing we know, he comes back as Festus. I believe uh-huh. this is then, next he came, then he came back as Brother Luke. Yeah. He was like, oh. yeah. he's like, oh, he was only Festus because he drank a lot. Which I was like... Which is, I, love, <laughs> I love that they just, like, they didn't completely forget about it. They kind of at least attempted to, to make a logical uh, explanation. So. Yeah, um, and then Serena Deeb joined yeah. Straight Society. She's come. Ah, oh, I just go show you. She's come along, and then got let go for drinking. Yeah, because she wasn't living the gimmick. Did, did, How weird is that? I heard a rumor that she considered quitting the business after that as well. Yeah, a lot of people do, I guess, because you know, you're young, you get in the WWE, and you think after that, where do you go? She's doing well now. Um, it's awesome that there's so many, so many success stories now of guys who've been let go and have like gone on to carve their own path and just been huge success stories. Obviously, the most recent one being Drew uh, McIntyre. Mm-hmm. That's when, the biggest one, I think. Yeah. Well, even his old tag team partner Jinder Mahal got released. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back, world champion. Uh, well, so many guys uh, have gone to AEW or gone on to be really big on the independence or impact. Yeah. It's nice because nice, back in the ruthless aggression era, it was pretty much a, a death toll for your career. Like there was very few guys back then who got released and oh, yeah. went on to success. But now it's it's not that big a deal being released in WWE. And it must be comforting to know that when that happens, oh, it's not mm-hmm. the end of the world because look at how many other wrestlers and look at how many yeah. places there are to wrestle now as well. Well, um, I think, yeah, in the Ruthless Aggression, there was no big second company. So when someone got fired, like you couldn't go to WCW. No. Like, where would you go? Like, TNA wasn't big until like 2007 ish, When it was that big, it wasn't that, that big. No, no. Um, so, yeah. Trying to think, like, 
Yeah, like you'd have like Ring of Honor and that was going, but even then, they didn't like WWE guys coming down. Like, I don't know if you've seen the video, the Hardy Boys. Yes, Hardy getting booed, yeah. Oh, my God. oh, but you can hear the women going nuts. Things and then all the been, men are going, yeah, just would have been a great gimmick, yeah. It's just turn, <laughs> like, I'm the big WWE guy, I don't have to put on a, a 60 minute match for you, fucking marks. No, I can just put on my WWE gear and get paid. That would be great, gimmick. Uh-huh. Is anyone? There must have been someone that's done that, and I just can't think of them. Well, that's what um, Zack Ryder's going for at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is a really good angle to play, especially. Yeah, yeah. I've got action figures. You guys don't. You can suck my nuts. Yeah. I have a podcast about action figures. You can suck my nuts. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm probably going to have to wrap this up. I, I said we had exactly 36 minutes and we've gone well over that. Cool. Damn you. And I still need to shower. Um, nice. Uh, yeah. I was going to do after a shave. Uh, cool. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, uh, this has been an awesome little catch up, even though we didn't really have a, uh, a topic. Um, yep. Uh, do you... Sorry. Oh, no, you go. Uh, I was going to say before we wrap up, should we do like a recommended match for people to watch? Uh, you're going to have to recommend it because um, okay. like I say the, only, the most recent match I saw was uh, Double On, I think. Uh, this week I haven't watched anything more recent, but you go ahead. Uh, I'd say people uh, Collision in Korea. I've just looked it up. It's on YouTube. Just watch the first match or two just to see how bizarre it is for that crowd. Does the crowd look as colossal as how many what was what was the gates? Something ridiculous like 130 something. I was gonna say it was like over a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. But can um, you actually tell like in the in the broadcast? No, it's it just um, looks like a normal wrestling. Yeah, it's <sighs> yeah, yeah so opportunity. There's a two-hour two cut that's going on. Uh the crowd aren't lit at all. Oh, like you so can you, see maybe like the first couple rows. You can imagine uh, when today, the... like they would have like drone shots, and you could do this awesome, like massive drone shot over the crowd that's hundreds of thousands big. Yeah, <laughs> you can see it like mainly when they're walking to the ring and stuff. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's no like big uh, WWE production shots of the rings and. Uh... I guess the only thing you can see that sort of shows the scope of it is at the beginning of day two, they do like they show off the North Korean performance mm. where they do the synchronized dances and stuff. That shows the scale of it. But apart from that, yeah, no, it's not really. Yeah, I haven't seen anything recent. So I would just recommend. Uh... If you haven't already seen Double or Nothing, go see Double or Nothing. And also check out the pre-show, which I haven't watched, but everybody's... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Serena D versus Riho, if you want something more recent. Yeah. That is a fantastic match about working over a body part. Um, is there anything else you want to plug? Are you twitching uh, uh, anytime soon? I will be some point this week. I've started playing guitar on Twitch now as well, and I take requests. So what if people want me to play, I play. Um, uh, I think of something particularly difficult like Dragon Force. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I've had, like, I do, uh, every now and then someone requests a wrestling theme. So I've done, like, Randy Orton's 
uh, Legend Killer one. Awesome. Uh, I can do CM Punk's both of them. I've done uh, Edge's one. Yeah, so if people just want to make music, oh, I'll do that. What do you reckon is the hardest wrestling theme to play on guitar? Oh, Cult co- of Personality is really hard because of the really? guitar solo. Oh. Yeah, because it's Living Colour just have like notoriously difficult bass and guitar lines. Um, and it's just like it's five minutes long. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there and uh, I'll speak to you yeah. soon, my friend. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening and thanks for doing this podcast again. No worries. Take care, man. Take care. Cheers.